What if you knew your animal better than anyone else, including your vet? What if you knew where to go for information covering a variety of different topics that allow you to choose the care you would like for the furry member of the family? What if this information can be found with even more ease than ever before? Get ready to listen, share, and question what animal care used to be and where it can go. Now, here's the host of Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome, Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show on A2Zen.fm with me, Dr. Andy Harper, as your host. And I am here today to empower you to know what you know about your animal. So before we hop on into our topic today, let me tell you a little bit about me. Um, I am a doctor of chiropractic. I am a certified animal chiropractor, an access consciousness facilitator, and energetic magic with animals practitioner. And I do have a practice in Denver, Colorado, and have been doing that for over 12 years now. And I work with horse, dog, and cat bodies on a daily basis. Access Consciousness found me about five years ago with those wild and wacky tools I've developed a magical, energetic work with the animals that has exceeded anything I had imagined when I started this journey so many years ago. Um, and with this radio show, with Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, my target is to get information out into the world, be it the practical nuts and bolts, bolts details of what possibly is going on with your pet, be it the magical um stuff out in the world that may assist what you are already doing um, with your vet, you know, the pragmatic, um, all of this information out in the world. So we kind of bounce around on this show, and we have a lot of fun doing that. Last week on our show, we had the magic of ozone therapy with our guest, Dr. Judy Jasek, um, veterinarian, holistic veterinarian here in Colorado. And we talked about what is ozone therapy, when do you use it, um, how does it assist the, the animal's body in healing itself, and on Dr. Judy's website, uh, let me find her website. I don't know where her website is offhand, but Dr. Judy, what is it? Her, oh, I'll find the website. I'll, I'll mention it, but you can always check out the show. It's archived on a2zen.fm. On her website, she states ozone therapy is one of the most exciting therapeutics she's experienced in the course of her career. Um, and so check that out. Um, go to a2zen.fm and check out the archives. So today, we are going to have one of our favorite guests back, um, the gal with all the knowledge about nutrition. Um, we're going to talk about elevated kidney um, and or liver values. And now what? So um, Chelsea Kent will be joining us again today. She's the co-owner of Heroes Pets in Littleton, Colorado. You can check out what all they offer at www.heroespets.com. So what does elevated kidney levels mean? What does elevated liver values mean? And then when I say that, it's what comes back from your veterinarian when they do a blood test. Um, and they're looking at the overall, quote unquote, health of your animal. Um, what are the signs and symptoms that maybe something is going on that you need to go do that blood work and you do need to go do some sorts of treatment or nutritional change? Um, how can the how can changing the diet impact all of this and impact these organs? Um, so join us on this adventure as Chelsea and I discuss all of that for the next hour, and hopefully we'll come up with some tips and tricks and um, give you some information that'll create more ease in your world for you and your furry family member. Um, you can always contact us live by calling in. And in the U.S., you want to call 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. In the U.K., it's 
033-0001-0625. You can always use Skype at a2zen.fm or you can chat them in in the chat room at www.a2zen.fm. Go along the top, follow directions, and live on the air you are. So if you have any questions or you're confused because your veterinarian has told you your animal's kidney levels are up or they, they're in they have kidney disease or they're in kidney failure, all of these scary words that may or may not um, be as scary as you think they are or what we can do to support them in that. So before we get going here, as we do in every show, let's take a deep breath. And then we're going to expand out as big as the room you're in, as big as the town, as big as the country you're in. Forward, back, top, bottom, all sides. Expand as big as the world. Now as big as the universe. And let's ask all of our animals to join us. And what would the animals like the world to know? So, Kelsey, this, Chelsea's been, Kelsey, I apologize. I put Chelsea and Kent together. Um, Chelsea Kent is a co-owner of Heroes Pets in Littleton, Colorado, and has over 13 years of extensive nutritional research and experience in the pet tree. She developed a diverse, comprehensive education and perspective in holistic nutrition. Um, like I said, go to heroespets.com. They offer all kinds of things, and you can actually read their, um, I guess, mission statement or how they function in the world and what they look for for all the products that's in their store. Um, she's been on the show, I don't even know how many times now, four other times or so. So welcome back, Chelsea. So gr- great to have you back here. Thank you. <laughs> Um, elevated kidney and liver values. So how often do people come in with blood work in hand or not blood work in hand and go, my vet just said, um, we're going to start with the kidney and we're going to hit the liver later in the show. Um, they're in kidney disease, failure, kidney failure, yeah, kidney disease. Yeah, it's definitely common. It's not quite as common as just having elevated enzymes, which a lot of times people don't take into account the fact that the kidneys and liver are filtering organs. So if they have something that they're working extra hard to filter because they just recently had exposure to some kind of toxin like, you know, fertilizer, pesticide, or medication or something, then that's pretty normal for it to go up and down a little bit. Kind of depending on the day that you check it, you might see different numbers. But not that's definitely not to say that kidney failure or disease is not really common. It definitely is. Yeah, and then there can be acute stuff like you just mentioned that maybe there was a poison in, in, ingested or absorbed through pads if they're walking on fertilizer, known or unknown, um, if they started a medication. Um, so there's acute stuff and then there's chronic stuff that um, forms over time. And so I think we're going to focus more on the chronic stuff. Um, and like like Chelsea said, the kidney filters so much. And when when I went through chiropractic school, we went over the kidney, but it was kind of a preface to the whole kidney um, section when we were going through school as just send them out to the kidney doc. These organs are so complicated and so fine-tuned, and they have so many, so many little components to it that they are amazing little organs. And they do. They filter everything. They um, they 
they maintain normal concentrations of salt and water in the body. They control blood pressure. They aid in calcium metabolism. Um, they sustain phosphorus levels. Um, and so they manufacture hormones that encourage red blood cell protection. So they do production. They do so much. Um, and when you get that blood work back, let me find those little, you're going to be looking at, or your vet's going to be looking at, if you have elevated creatinine. And you, when you get a copy of that blood work, which I always recommend that you do from from your veterinarian, they're gonna you're gonna have your values, and then you're gonna see if you're high, lower in in between those values. And the creatinine is the most specific test for kidney disease. Um, when creatinine is elevated from the normal range, which is usually between about it's a right around 1.6 um, milligrams per deciliter, and that generally means there's a problem with the kidney doesn't tell you if it's acute or chronic. So they're going to look at those elevated levels. They're going to look at your BUN or BUN, which is blood urea nitrogen levels. Um, and this is also commonly used along. So you're going to hear BUN creatin, BUN creatin come out of their mouths. And I just want you to have an idea of what that's referring to. Um, it's not really kidney specific. Um, it may be elevated for other reasons, but... Um, it could even be that you didn't end up fasting your dog for 12 hours and it's going to be elevated. Um, and both of these, if not the phosphorus, oh my goodness, my sheet switched. Both of those may be elevated if your animal's already on a raw diet, correct, Chelsea? Yes, that's right. And so hopefully if they're a little elevated, your vet will then go ask you if you're feeding a raw diet. Um, mine always asks. Are you there, Chelsea, or am I gone? Lost you. Okay, Chelsea lost us. Okay, um, I'm here. Are you? <laughs> is this Andy? Did we lose Chelsea? I, yes. Can okay. you can you hear me, Cara? Yes, I think we lost Okay, Chelsea. so we lost Chelsea. Chelsea said we lost, lost you. And, <laughs> okay. Um, I think she may have called back in. So. Okay. Let me just see. Um, actually, Keisha, if you would be willing to see if that's Chelsea, and then if you want to continue the show, I'm happy to <laughs> interact with you a bit here. So we don't <laughs> have interact with me? Yeah, for people. <sighs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're talking about kidneys, and we were gonna go into what generally Chelsea gets asked about when they come into the store about these elevated levels. From what my experience is when clients come in to see me is. The vet generally um, does address the elevated levels with um, change of diet. And they generally go to the prescription brands of dog food, which Chelsea has talked about previously on these shows on there's actually nothing prescription about them. And I love that statement from her. They, they don't require a prescription. <laughs> there's actually nothing special about them except they're sold in the vet offices. And, there's, and they are mainly made out of corn, and, and 
and other stuff that is actually hard for our animals' bodies to um, metabolize. Um, and we're going to talk mostly about dogs here. A lot of this can be transferred over to kitties. And if we have any specific um, kitty questions, again, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that too. Well, are I you back? I was going to say, I think Chelsea's yeah. back. Yeah, she yes, is. I okay, I'm going to pop off. Okay, thanks, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Elevated okay. kidney levels, they come in yeah. and they ask, what do I do about this? Most likely, is it your, um, you found that most of the vets will address it with nutrition going to a prescription kibble diet? Uh, yes, most of the time they do recommend the prescriptions, and primarily that's just because that's what they're educated about when they're mm-hmm. in college, is those companies actually go into the colleges and they say, you know, this is why this would work, and it's not necessarily that it's wrong information, it's just that it's not something that's going to cure the issue so much as uh, prevent you from seeing negative results. So most of the time what those prescription foods do is they decrease the protein levels to a point where the foods actually will say on the bag that it's for intermittent and supplemental feeding only because Mm -hmm. if you feed it exclusively, it'll cause muscle wasting, which is where the body has to eat its own muscle tissue to survive. They also deprive the body of minerals. So in the case of issues like Uh, stones and crystals, obviously if there's not enough minerals in the body to be deposited, then you're not going to see stones or crystals. But the rest of the body needs minerals, so you're depriving the rest of the body in exchange for trying to kind of synthetically resolve a problem in the urinary tract, which isn't really complete health. So we prefer to go about it different ways. Awesome. Yeah. And um, I want to talk about, we'll talk about Shauna's dog here. She made a comment in the chat room. She's like, since the first show Chelsea was on, um, she's changed um, her dog's, her kidney dog. Because <laughs> um, Orion has had chronic kidney elevated levels. Um, to raw patties, answers raw patties, added the fish stock. And his most recent blood work came back as the same and a little better. And he's actually put on, I think we calculated five and a half pounds because he was actually wasting away because he was on the low protein diet for this as recommended by his veterinarian. And he, he was wasting away. You could see it. And um, so this was, he looks so good right now. It's amazing. Um, and so we added in protein and we took away the kibble and we have added a fish stock and that's, you know, what you could see. I mean, and you've, it, it's been, probably a couple months, even, no, probably longer than that, maybe over a four-month period that you've been on the show here and there. And so it wasn't overnight, but we were always going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So you have a owner that does not want to feed the prescription diet. Maybe they looked at the ingredient. Maybe they Googled some stuff online. Maybe they talked to a friend. They're going to come in, and you're going to send them Where? And I'm not going to have you answer that right now. We're going to go to break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk more about where to go when you have some elevated kidney levels in your animal. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. 
What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome forward. Thank you for joining me today on Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show on A2Z.FM with myself, Dr. Andy Harper, and my guest, Chelsea Kent, co-owner of Heroes Pets here in Littleton, Colorado. You can check them out at heroespets.com. And again, I invite you to join us. Check out how easy it is to chat your question in live at A2Z.FM. Click on chat room, follow the directions. You can always get a hold of me later with any other questions at drandy at harpersridge.com. So let's get back to our amazing animals and our amazing guest, Chelsea Kent, and all of her nutritional know how. Um, before we went to break, we were talking about elevated kidney levels and what you may hear from your veterinarian on um, your creatinine and bun levels are elevated. BUN is elevated. What they would recommend you choose to do, which may be a canned or a kibbles prescription diet, or or you can walk on into Heroes Pets, um, grab Chelsea and go, what do I do with this? And we have, I think, four other shows with Chelsea, and there's a lot of information in those. So I would go to the archives and grab them and listen to them. So a lot of this is going to be repeat. So we want to change our animals' diets to help with these levels. Step one. Yes. Yeah, if you were doing a dry food especially, then it's not only really dehydrating for them, which is also going to contribute to, to you know, any kind of urinary problem, then it also is a cooked food, which is going to have a lot more contaminants and carcinogens and things in it, more things that the kidneys and the liver are going to have to detoxify. So it's really important to feed the food that's as clean as you can possibly get it so that they don't have to detoxify as much and as moist as you can get it so that that's helping to support the the body and instead of pulling resources from the body, it's contributing them to the body. So a raw diet is ideal. A dehydrated or a freeze-dried diet with the water added is the next best thing. The dry foods and the canned foods, the canned food obviously has some moisture, but it still has more of those toxins. And the dry food you can soak, but also still has more of those toxins. So we prefer to go with raw or dehydrated if that's an option that fits into the budget, which generally people think that it's a lot more expensive than it actually is. 
Yeah, I find that to be very true. I think it's actually more economical and easier to do these days than people imagine it could be. Mm-hmm. Especially if they sit down and do a cost analysis, which I know your team helps them with, with the kibble, these, you know, mm-hmm. kibble versus, not versus, but um, versus the raw. They may, I tell people all the time, you might actually be really surprised that it's only going to be a nominal increase or it's not as messy or as time involved as you think it is. Um, one of your, mm-hmm. one of my favorite recommendations to my clients came from you about the dry kibble and actually not just adding water, but have it, having it soak. How long does it actually mm-hmm. should last, should soak for? At least four hours, preferably. In my opinion, the most simple way to do it to make sure that you're also fully hydrating it is to soak it from one meal to another. So instead of making their food before they eat it, make it after they eat it. So it's just ready for the next meal. And even more ideal is if you're adding in the fish stock or the goat's milk, just something cultured or fermented, and you let that sit together for that whole amount of time, then it basically pre-digests the food for them. And in the case of the fish stock, it's really high in arginine, which actually helps the body to tolerate proteins better. It's responsible for breaking down waste in the blood. So it can actually help to get that process started before they even start eating. Awesome. Thank you. I've told so many of my clients that that those that aren't ready to look at the raw or that next step or whatever you want to call it, I'm like, are you soaking? Well, I add water. I'm like, no, actually soak it. And they look at me like, well, they're not going to wait for four hours. I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Just make it for the next meal. And then they're like, ooh, I eat it all mushy. I'm like, haven't had a it turned down yet from anybody. I haven't had that report back. So, um, so give that a whirl, especially since we're in Colorado and it's very dry here anyway, the more moisture you can get in your animals, the better. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's probably just a, a general rule across the board. Um, Shauna has one more question about her dog. She was told to feed pork. She wants to know if she could feed other proteins. And I know she's using the answers patties, which is very, very clean, product very clean meat could she mm-hmm. use other proteins does does the protein you choose for your animal matter um, the reason that I really like pork and also fish is because there's only a limited number of animals on the planet that are capable of absorbing vitamin D through the skin if they have hair then they can't actually absorb it through the sun they have to get it through their diet So pork, obviously, is one of those animals where they can absorb the vitamin D as well as fish, and fish don't really have a lot of need for it, so they actually have really high levels of it, which is another reason why we like the the answers fermented fish stock. And then rodents are able to get quite a bit of it, but... I don't know anybody that feeds rodents. (laughs) So that and then mushrooms, which not very many people feed. So if you're doing something like, say, whole raw sardines as a chew, or if you're doing the fish stock, then those kinds of things can supplement that vitamin D level, and you can do other proteins. If you're not doing those things, then I recommend trying to stick a little bit more with the pork, Vitamin D is actually really in charge of regulating the minerals and what they do. So if you have insufficient levels of vitamin D, then their immune system doesn't function as well. 
and all of the other minerals basically end up kind of wandering around in the body like, I don't really know where I'm supposed to be going. So they end up depositing in really strange places like in the kidneys and giving things like, you know, crystals and stones. So you want to make sure that you have vitamin D levels that are sufficient in the diet. And then vitamin K actually works in conjunction with vitamin D. And vitamin K is known for naturally being high in fermented products, which again goes back to the magic of the fish stock. And it's also known for being in really high levels in naturally grass-fed beef. Um, sorry, not just the beef, but the like butter. So mm -hmm. if you're feeding grass-fed butter, <laughs> which answers puts into their meat, but I don't know any other companies that do, then you're also getting those vitamin K levels to help to regulate those minerals. Again, awesome information. I learned so much whenever you're, you're here because I've actually, I don't know what that resistance was to pork, but I've, I had it for a long time and just recently I've started feeding pork. I'm like, okay. And, uh, so now, how awesome is that to know that the vitamin D levels in pork is going to help contribute to all of this? And that actually, good information for Shauna, and that's why she was recommended the pork. Um, and, mm -hmm. and you probably, I know she came in and talked to you about this a while back, and you probably told her this, but hearing this information again and again helps you remember it. And I know she does do the fish stock. And actually, mm -hmm. all of my animals, um, the three dogs and the two cats, get the fish stock and the raw goat's milk, and are on a raw diet every single day. And there's actually nothing wrong with them yet. Mm -hmm. So, not yet. I shouldn't put yet in there. That was kind of rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing would show on their blood work at this time. How about that? So you can do all of this before there's a problem. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I am a really big fan of rotation, too. So I prefer that people do other proteins, but they have to be doing something like the fish stock if they're going to be rotating their protein. There you go. And um, I, when I first started with the fish stock, oh, you should have, oh, my husband. Oh, my God, that stinks. Oh, my God, why are you giving them that? <laughs> You know, because I think, you know, this grayish, yellowish looking liquid that stinks is not really, you know, oh, this is good for them. Um, but it is. And they, they love it. And what all does the fish stock do? Just really quick for everybody. It's a quick review. Well, uh, there's I can honestly talk all day about it. Uh, yes, it you can. 30, yeah, it has 33 milligrams of taurine per ounce. So uh, taurine is really important for heart and kidney health. It's actually an anti-obesity lipid-lowering supplement, so it's really good for cholesterol levels, guards against diabetes. Um, it's really good for the liver, for the eyes, for seizures. It's high in CoQ10, which is really good for the heart, digestion, skeletal muscles. It's actually a natural internal sunscreen it's a natural bioavailable form of collagen, so it can repair damage to the kidneys and liver if there are any holes in them, and it can also support joint health. So like glucosamine and chondritin are two single components of the tissue matrix that surrounds the joints, whereas fish stock has all of those components in a single form, so they're able to absorb it better. Uh, with the the fermentation aspect of it, it can be absorbed a lot better and it helps with the absorption of other nutrients 
And then again, with the vitamin D and the vitamin K levels being high, it boosts the immune system in a way that can help to prevent cancer as well as prevent any kind of urinary tract issues because it regulates the minerals. That's the short version. That's the short version. <laughs> how cool is that? And how how much would your animals benefit from getting that in early instead of trying to play catch up later in life? Mm -hmm. um, and so just something to hear again and look at again. And, of course, we're not, not of course, but we're not speaking of these levels are elevated in your animal because we actually chatted just before the show and <laughs> Chelsea's like, I don't know if I can, I know we only have an hour. So that's why we're not going over <laughs> how or why they got elevated your BUN and your creatinine in the kidneys. We're just going over now they are elevated. What can we do? Um, and so we're going to talk about going raw. We're going to, I, I think you'd, you'd be remiss if you just didn't do the fish stock at the bare minimum to help support your animal. Um, we're probably going to talk about goat's milk briefly again. Um, and then we're going to step into um, anything else you want to cover on the kidneys and go into the liver, also a, a detoxifying organ in the body. But we're going to do all of that when we come back after this break. Thank you, Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back. You are listening to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio on A2Zen.fm with myself, Dr. Andy Harper, and my guest, Chelsea Kent, owner-operator of Heroes Pets here in Littleton, Colorado. So along with hanging out with you every Monday on A2Zen.fm, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I do have a practice called Animal Magic at Harper's Ridge Animal Chiropractic Care in Denver. We offer energetic magic with animal sessions that include essential oils, laser therapy processes from access consciousness and chiropractic care, animal massage and acupuncture, um, beyond animal communication, including different tips and tools to change any behavior and workshops for all. And you can check out both the websites. It's animalmagiccare.com and .com. And again, as I mentioned throughout the hour, Chelsea Kent and her team at HeroesPets.com. Um, do you have anything coming up you'd like everyone to know about it? You're, you offer all kinds of stuff. I think last time you were even having some pet CPR classes going on. Yeah, we have an ongoing first aid class with one of the girls that works here that's also an ER vet tech at VRCC. So we've got a couple more of those coming up. We also have the Somerset Festival coming up 
And as a matter of fact, I'm going to start a YouTube channel here pretty soon that's primarily going to focus on the industry and the good things and bad things about it. So there will be some information about nutrition, but it'll be primarily like the the deeper aspects of what it is that you're reading on a label. Oh, awesome. How cool is that? Um, and thank you for all you do getting all this information out into the world. I I think there's a lot of people out there looking for it and they're having trouble finding it. So thank you for your contribution. It is awesome. So before we went to break, um, before we went to break, we went over just the small list of um, what fish stock could do for your animal. Um, I thought we'd go over a small list of the raw goat's milk again for everybody. And then we're going to talk about liver function. But before we jump back into that, um, there's a question in the chat room. It's a little off topic, but um, Cara, one of our producers, is in Washington State, and they're breathing in a lot of smoke. And she's she's concerned about her animals, probably more than she's concerned about herself, like we mostly do. Um, and is there maybe a detox we can do? Is this harmful? And I remember you talking about um, carcinogens from grilled food, which I would think is similar to that. And if you're breathing that in, that might be something that does need to be addressed. Um, do you have any thoughts you'd like to speak to that about? Yeah, and mostly it just comes around to keeping the immune system healthy and contributing as few additional toxins as possible every day. So, Honestly, smoke, of course, is a, a natural thing. It happens all the time in nature. So I think that, um, you know, considering that that kind of thing is just going to happen, but we don't necessarily have to be adding things in on top of that, like excessive pharmaceuticals and excessive vaccinations and excessive amounts of junk foods, just like with us. You know, having a little bit of junk food here and there might not be so horrible, but having a large amount of it, you're obviously not going to be able to process out some of those more simple things like smoke in the air. So we're getting a lot of that smoke here in Colorado too, and I think it really just comes down to making sure that everything else that you do have control over is as clean as possible. And that kind of goes back to you can start all this stuff we talk about now before we have anything show up on blood work. You can do it when they're a puppy. You can do it when they're two. You can start today. And if you're feeding a clean, quote unquote, clean diet or a supportive diet or a hydrating diet, what if the effects of the smoke are going to be less in the long run? Mm -hmm. You may also not want to walk your dog. During those days, right. you, you really might want to stay in, maybe run the air conditioner. I mean, probably for yourself, too. Um, I do find it funny sometimes when we always walk at this time at this day. I'm like, well, maybe you'll have to wait a few days to do that. And you know what? What if that's OK for everybody involved? Um, so I always like to throw that in. Sometimes people get a little OCD about that. And it's like, OK, it's only two degrees. You really you can skip the walk today, really, you know. Well, and there, um, there are doggy daycares that are indoor, yes. and there's also there doggy rehab places where there are pools. So there's places where you might have to pay to go, but if you have a dog that's really energetic and needs the exercise, then just take them to one of those places instead. And I do actually know people that will go to Home Depot or PetSmart or something like that, too, and mm -hmm. get them out that way, and then you are still inside. So you could limit your exposure that way, too. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um the benefits of goat's milk, the short list. Could you review that for everybody and me too? 
<laughs> yes. Uh, so goat's milk in its raw form is capable of obviously supporting a baby goat, just like any kind of raw milk can grow any animal in its primary growth state in life. So it's a complete vitamin, mineral, amino acid, enzyme, protein supplement. So it covers all of your bases in a non-synthetic form, which is really important because it means that everything that's in it can work synergistically with everything else that's in it. Uh, it's really anti-inflammatory. With the Answers brand, they do the culturing, so you get the additional benefit of the cultured enzymes in there that help to contribute to good gut bacteria, uh, kind of above and beyond the base goat's milk all on its own. It's also a natural histamine blocker, so it can help a lot with allergies as well as like mast cell tumors and things like that. Um, it's kind of the miracle food. <laughs> so literally, if you gave your pet nothing but that for the rest of their life, as long as you did enough of it, then they would be healthier than probably any pet that you knew. <laughs> Awesome. And actually, I have a I have a question. My a little I talked about her last week too. We're, we're struggling through some itchiness on my little eight pound dog, um, and so I'm like, okay, I've Chelsea's talked about this. I've talked about this. I'm gonna walk the walk, and I put her just on the goat's milk. Again, my husband's like, oh my god, you know. Um, <laughs> she's actually been doing it for close to two weeks. Um, I don't know if it quote-unquote helping I know it's contributing but we still need to do some other probably energetic work to get her itching under control but how much do I feed do I feed the recommended recommended serving or do I increase it because that's all she's getting if you're just giving it every day for maintenance then about one ounce per 10 pounds of body weight per day and an ounce is a shot glass for mm -hmm. ease of measuring if you're doing it exclusively, then you generally want to do about one cup per 10 pounds of body weight okay. per day. And it's really okay. important to give it at least six times a day. Just like with an infant, you can't just be like, here's breakfast and dinner. Okay. <laughs> you have to give it to them in small amounts throughout the day. Okay. Um, Another I, I've thing been... also with yes. itching is that you can also use it topically. I okay. actually have had a problem with my little tiny mutt that has gotten an ear infection recently, I think, because he had a little chicken and he's never even had that. Uh, and so for him, I put him on exclusively goat's milk, and I started putting the goat's milk directly into his ear after doing a wash with a, an ear cleaner, and it's gotten better in about um, five days. Okay, awesome. Yay, because I'm so glad I asked, and, and maybe we're off topic or not, but I don't care. Um, but her eyes are really a, really swollen, so that would be awesome to get around there because a lot of other stuff I don't want in the eyeball, so yay. And, yeah, I haven't been giving her enough, so that's good, too. But to, 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 to kind of soften the blow to the pet parents, she's not acting any more hungry. She's not acting any differently. She, she drinks it right down. Like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> you know, I think people get the psychological thing. I need to feed them, and they, they she's really doing just fine on it. You know, and just... I myself have actually done nothing but goat's milk for a month before, just to make sure that I were, was capable of giving people good advice about it. And I can absolutely tell you that by week two, you're like, I'm never eating again. <laughs> this is awesome. awesome. <laughs> cool. So there we go. 
Um, we try to walk our walks and not just out here telling you, <laughs> just telling you what to do. We we do do it. We do look at it. We we do play with it. So how cool is that? Let's get to anything else about kidneys that you want, uh, you'd like people to know specifically or not specifically. Yeah, just briefly touching on the potential causes of kidney problems. The kidney is obviously just one of many organs, so you can have a problem with the digestive system that's causing kidney problems. It could be a problem with the heart. The heart and the kidneys have kidneys have a really strong relationship between the two of them. So if one or the other isn't working very well, then you can end up primarily seeing problems with the kidneys first. Um, cancer, obviously, the liver. Uh, if there's like a viral component to the liver, the liver is inflamed, then that can contribute to some kidney issues, uh, pancreas, diabetes, adrenal malfunction. So it's not really typically just an issue with the kidneys that you're dealing with. It's that you really do need to resolve something that's going on with the entire body. The kidneys just happen to be something where you actually get some external evidence of what's going on, which is a little bit more difficult to see with a lot of the other organs. So take it as a note that you should really consider something that's going to balance the entire body, and that's a huge reason why I'm not a fan of the prescription foods, because you're covering it up in a way where you just lost your ability to see that external symptom. So um, doing the cleaner foods and the natural supplements that supports everything is really, really important unless you do want to spend a lot of time and money on diagnostics and blood work. Thank you again for that reminder that everything is connected to everything. And no, we're not just, you know, it's, it's actually a really bad habit. Oh, that kidney dog. Oh, that front shoulder dog. Oh, that, because it's not that. It's connected to everything. And you be, the kidneys may be telling you something, but like you said, it could be the gut, could be the heart. Other things that I came over and over again when I was looking at stuff for this show was even um, dental issues that then contribute to the heart mm -hmm. that then shows up by the kidneys decide to tell you something. So mm -hmm. it's not just the one thing. And that's why nutrition as a base can help support everything. So awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Liver. Now that we only have like a few minutes. <laughs> um, those levels, let me find those levels really quick for people. So they, um, know what their vet is talking about, the ALT, AST, um, and then they may mention bilirubin and albumin. So your ALT, the alanine transaminase, and not very good at the, and then the AST is the aspartate transaminase, are the two levels on your blood work that may be elevated due to a liver issue of whatever that may be. Um, most commonly, should I say most commonly, um, drugs, specifically some of the anti-inflammatories animals are on, can elevate this? Is mm -hmm. that what you you see mostly? Uh, yeah, not just drugs, but also other external things. So that would include uh, vaccinations as well as environmental things like, you know, pesticides, insecticides, fertilizers anything that they, the liver has to handle to push out. Yep. Because mm -hmm. the, the liver, as with the kidneys, are a detoxifying organ. And actually, I, I remind people, absolutely everything has to be broken down by the liver. Everything you eat, be it a medica medication, food, um, 
has to be broken down by the liver for utilization with the body. And you have um, two different phases, phase one and phase two, that breaks down these the medications, the food, into components the body can utilize. And if that's not working properly, you'll you may see these rise in these in these enzymes. Um, they'll be elevated. Um, there could be a primary tumor that could also be doing it. Um, that tends to be a less common issue, but it is a, a possibility. Um, also, the the death of any kind of uh, cancer or anything within the body is also going to contribute. So cancer is a great example. If you're actually doing something to treat it and you're getting cell die-off, it's not just going to float around in the body forever. It has to come out, and first it has to go through the liver. So even internal functions are going to affect the liver. So that may be actually when you see the levels in that, in that instance, go up, you may actually be going in the right direction with your mm -hmm. cancer treatment, whatever you choose for that. Mm -hmm. um, so how cool is that? So your ALTs and your ASTs, when your veterinarian is talking to you about what's elevated on your blood work, um, we're going to go take one more break. We're going to come back, probably reiterate all the same diet changes for elevated liver enzymes with Chelsea Kent, HeroesPets.com. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio on A2Zen.fm with myself, Dr. Andy Harper, and my returning guest, Chelsea Kent, owner-operator of Heroes Pets, Pets in Milton, Colorado. Check them out, heroespets.com. If you're in the state or out of the state, um, I know there's a contact form on your website that you can submit if you have any specific questions that you think they might be able to contribute to. Um, I have an EMA with horses coming up on August 29th. There's more information on our Facebook page about that, facebook.com backslash Harper's Ridge. Um, Chelsea mentioned she's got uh, continuing CPR for pets going on at her store. Um, check all of that out if you're interested. We're talking about elevated liver enzymes. I'm going to take a wild leap, and we're going to, when they come into your store, you're going to recommend a raw diet for that too? <laughs> Uh, yep. <laughs> Good guess. Hey, you know. And, you know, if you if you have a really severe problem especially, but even just for maintenance for healthy animals, 
There are a lot of herbs that are also really supportive of the liver. So milk thistle is a great one. It does have the very, very slight chance of being allergenic. So there are other options if that one's not the right one. But um, doing milk thistle can actually help to repair damage to liver cells. There's also turmeric. If you are giving turmeric with something like ginger or black pepper, especially if it's not in a plastic container, then that can be really helpful for the liver. Uh, Amalaki berry is really good. Brahmi, it's also known as bacopa, frankincense. There's a lot of different herbs that can be really supportive for liver levels, and I've personally seen animals with really high levels that had no change besides adding one of those herbs, and they've had like out-of-control high liver levels that have dropped back down to normal over the period of probably a week to a week and a half. That sounds amazing. More of that. Um, yeah, so we talked about a lot of medications doing this to the liver. Um, mm -hmm. Getting them processed and getting them out of the body can stress the liver. Um, can you do the herbals if you also have to stay on the medication? Can they work together to help maybe maintain in, or at least balance the levels? Mm -hmm. In most cases, they are safe. It is really important to take a specific look at what you are doing. There's some medications that don't react well with some herbs, but in most cases, you won't actually see any kinds of issues with those sorts of things. Turmeric is a good example of one that may potentially cause a problem. If there's fatty liver disease or gallbladder disease, then turmeric might not be a good option, in which case you would want to go with something like the amalaki or the milk vessel. Awesome. Yeah, and that's where my knowledge of herbs goes into uh, just enough to get me into trouble. And and my usual comment to people in my practice is, I know she ta Chelsea talks about milk thistle and turmeric. Now go ask her about what to do with that. <laughs> because I do know, being a doctor of chiropractic, a lot of herbs do interact with medications. And I don't mm -hmm. have that information, nor do I have a really good reference for that. So I use you as my really good reference for that. Um, and so... Um, people out that aren't lucky enough to live here in Colorado with us, find those references that, you know, people that do know this stuff and utilize them, utilize your veterinarian um, and, and don't just randomly add stuff in, which people love to do because they read it on Google, which is not necessarily a bad idea. You do want to be informed, but there can be interactions with herbs. Whereas if you change their diet to a whole food, your interacting with medications is a lot less because it's a whole food that the body is dealing with. Um, the fish stock and the raw goat's milk, generally no interaction with medication. Am I correct? No, not with medication. Yeah. If anything, then what you might see as a side effect of that is a little bit of a healing crisis, which can mm -hmm. sometimes be scary. So it's still worth talking to somebody that can coach you through a healing crisis so that you don't freak out and end up back at the vet for something that's actually good that's mm -hmm. happening. Also with animals that are really, really sick, if if you're like, I don't know that we can save my pet, 
but you want to keep trying, then homeopathics can be another really good option because they can't really interact with anything because it's an energetic product. Yet again, you still have to get some kind of support for that because the primary reason that people think that homeopathics don't work is because you have to know exactly which one. You have to be able to pick one out of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them for it to actually have a response. And in a lot of cases, if you don't get that, then you're not going to get any kind of response out of it. So, you know, you got to find people that can help with that, too. Awesome information, as always. Yes, and that healing crisis um, can be very, very disturbing to a pet parent. Um, I actually talked somebody through that just the other day. Um, she took the animal off of the prescription diet, changed her diet, and the diarrhea got worse. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. breathe and, you you know, and, and it's some hand-holding with that, but it can occur. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I do, try, and I'm sure you do, tell people it can occur. Um, and so a little bit of warning and a little bit of hand-holding can get everyone through it um, with a lot more ease. Um, I knew we, I know we flew through that. I know a lot of it was a review, uh, hopefully some new information out into the world. Anything else you'd like people to know about how the liver works, how to support it, um, elevated liver values in general? Uh, I think that even in a really healthy liver, it's really important to do anything and everything that you can on a daily basis to support it because it has a huge, huge, huge job to do especially in this day and age and in this culture. We've got a lot of chemicals floating around and a lot of things in our foods and whatever you can do to just help the liver out is really important. Keeping inflammation down will definitely help with uh, preventing things with other organs like the kidneys. So doing something like the goat's milk to keep that inflammation down can be really helpful. And also, uh, I would say one of the number one things that we hear about on a daily basis is the thyroid, and the liver actually has a lot to do with the thyroid as well. So spirulina can be a really good all-around supplement for supporting the relationship between the liver and the thyroid. Yes, we didn't even talk about thyroid in one of these stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might just have to come back and do that one. Um, so I do want to remind everybody that all the previous shows are in the archives, a2zen.fm. And actually, if you listen to them, I've just had this awareness that this we finally got over kind of the, oh, we have to go raw, to how do you start younger to support everything before we hit these problems? So I thought it was a really fun um, evolution of shows. Um, I want to thank you so much, Chelsea, for all your information and joining us mm-hmm. so many times to 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 keep telling everybody how important good nutrition is. Um, I will be back live on September 14th. Until then, Thank you how much fun can you have with Dr. your animal? Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Dr. Andy will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, just how much magical fun can you have with your animals?